As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. There's going to be a lot of passing. The track looks absolutely superb. Just lining up on the grid. Tension is in the air. And just as I'm saying that, the number 28 truck is completely sideways. Almost 45 degrees through Graham Hill Bend there. And Morgan in the red golf there has uh, just got it crossed up. It's still 515, the European champion, Blackie Waveman Jr., who heads the pack. He's forced one onto the cross, on the cross, incredible. And then four right behind the freaking side. It's going to be down to the line. Jet has got him. Jet has got Bernie on the line. Unbelievable! This is Race Day Live on Downforce Radio, brought to you by StopwatchHospitality.com. Welcome back to Castle Coombe. We're in the midst of the Castle Coombe Formula Ford 1600 Championship race. Fisher leading with the rain tipping down here around the 1.8 mile circuit. Orgy in second place at the moment in front of Cooper. Uh, fourth position is now Moyers having made the move on Higgins, Ward and Felix Fisher in quick progression. So with two and a half minutes to go in the race, it is literally anybody's guess as to who's going to get the victory. Here's Fisher making his way to Camp Corner once again. Orgy is having a look on the inside line. He doesn't make the move yet. Moyers is up to fourth position. He's got a good chance. They're all taking a wide line to go round camp corner. Moyers gets away nicely from the number one of Higgins off the corner. Ward and Felix Fisher. Uh, Felix Fisher in the nine appears to have dropped back just a little bit from this uh, leading six. But it's still any one of the top seven drivers who could win this race. Higgins in eighth position. Moore is in ninth. Reynolds is in tenth position ahead of Macklin. Finn in the 14 is in uh, 11th position. Then we have Higgins, Belcher, Riley, and uh, they're just struggling to get round at the moment. O'Bairn has moved, made up a couple of places to move up into 15th position. We've lost so far Gibo, Norton and Higgins from the race as everybody else just tries to bring the cars home in uh, good enough condition to cross the finish line. It's very, very tough here in uh, proceedings at the moment because everybody is trying to get round the circuit A-OK. Even we are struggling with our broadcast thanks to the weather. But here comes the leaders once again. Fisher, Orgy, Cooper, Moyers, Higgins, Warden, Felix Fisher in the number nine. So here they come once again. It's going to be Fisher trying to hold on to his advantage out in front. And he'll be delighted to hold on to this lead. Now it's Orgy in the lead. Fisher going side by side with him though. He's going to try and make the move stick into camp corner. He's got the inside line. He might be able to make this work. Orgy drifts out wide. And it looks as though up in third position. That is the 26. That 26 of Cooper trying to get himself back into position. Orgy is at the front. Fisher second, Cooper third. And Moyers was getting close to both of them with Orgy setting a new fastest lap. A 124-177, 46 seconds to go in the race. So I'm fairly certain we can say that that is uh, one lap to go here. 
Very close indeed in the Formula Ford 1600 race. Going to see up at Camp Corner what is happening. We're on the last lap here in the Formula Fords. A lot of spray coming off the cars. Tricky conditions, tricky circumstances for the drivers. They're really having to work hard to keep the car just on the racetrack at the moment. But a very, very tight race. Orgy out in front. Fisher, Cooper, Moyers, Higgins, Ward and Felix Fisher. And it looks as though Fisher is trying to make a move on Orgy on the far side of the circuit. So into Tower Corner, the leaders are starting to battle once again. There's only a couple of corners left to go. That run to camp is going to be absolutely spectacular. Orgy Fisher and Cooper having a great scrap of position. They're going to come back into our view on the run down to Camp Corner. And it's going to be absolutely sensational. Here they come once again then. Orgy is in front. It's uh, Cooper, uh, sorry, Fisher who's there in second place. Cooper is there in third. It's side by side between Higgins and Ward as well. Ward is going to try and make the move onto the inside line. Last couple of corners. It's going to be Roger Orgy. He's going to take the win and he's delighted with it. Second place. Oh, Moyers just pips Higgins over the line for fourth position. No. More. Higgins gets there by 0 0.020. Two hundredths of a second he beats into the line. Absolutely amazing. Orgy is your race winner. Fisher second. Cooper third. Higgins fourth. Moyers fifth. Felix Fisher is sixth. Ahead of uh, Ward in seventh. Then it's Higgins, Moore and Reynolds in one of the most incredible Formula <laughs> races. Absolutely amazing stuff. So close. So tight. So tense. And absolutely amazing motor racing around the circuit once again. Truly spectacular racing. So it's been an absolutely barnstorming race and it goes the way of the number two, Roger Orgy. He takes the victory in fine style. Really, really great racing, great motorsport and uh, absolutely fantastic display. So it's going to be a uh, textbook end to his race and he'll have done an absolutely cracking job to uh, keep the rest of the field at bay there. But Roger Orgy taking the victory. We'll be back in a moment with the last two races of the day, the Classic Touring Cars and the Castle Coombe Sports and GTs. Back in a mo. Race Day Live on Downforce Radio. He's tapping out a message on his back bumper in Braille, and that message is, get the hell out of my way, I want my lead back. Stay tuned, more great races coming up on Downforce Radio. For all the best oval racing news and features, Stock Car Magazine has everything you need. Featuring the latest pictures and results for Brisker Formula 1, V8 Hot Stocks, Formula 2, National Saloon Stock Cars, Mini Stocks and more, including interviews with world champions, top drivers and racing legends. What to watch and where to go for the country's top oval racing action, all inside Stock Car Magazine, £4.80 every month. Plus, full-length DVDs of all Brisker Formula 1 events, available trackside at any Brisker F1 race meeting. Head to facebook.com forward slash Stock Car Magazine for more details. Stock Car Magazine, proudly presenting Brisker at its best. Stopwatch Hospitality are specialists in behind-the-scenes motorsport hospitality. Enjoy private viewing locations at Silverstone, Brands Hatch and Donington Park. Our packages start from just £20 per person. That's right, just £20 per person. With a wide variety of services for race events, track and test days, driving experiences, birthdays and F1 parties. With Stopwatch Hospitality, everything's arranged except the result. From gate entry tickets up to the very best hospitality at race events. So call us now on 01959 509 098. That's 01959 509 098. Or visit our website at stopwatchhospitality.com. 
think you know more about motorsport than anyone else? Here on Downforce Radio, we have just the show for you. Toughest questions, the most trivial topics, and a few laps along the way await you in our monthly trivia panel game, Wheel Nuts. With British motorsport's best pundits, geeks, and brain boxes pitting their wits in the ultimate nerd-off, the occasional celebrity guest to challenge our regular teams. So join Jake Sanson and the Downforce team on the fourth Tuesday of every month, free to download via Spreaker, iTunes, or YouTube, only on Downforce Radio, the nation's motorsport station. Go, 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 go! Oh, Ian Slow out! Ian Slow out! I don't believe it! I do not believe what I'm seeing here! This is a simply unbelievable development. And this, folks, is the big one. This is Race Day Live on Downforce Radio. Welcome back to Castle Coombe, where the as the race winner, just about handling the conditions with enough speed to get across the finish line in front of uh, Cooper and Fisher. An absolutely amazing battle. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's taken its toll on my vocal cords as well. <laughs> so great racing here at Castle Coombe. And we've got ourselves one more classic touring car race to uh, discuss before the uh, day ends for them. It is the Thermix Classic Saloon and Historic Touring Cars with the Autoglim pre 83 and uh, 2005 production cars they are out there on the circuit as well so uh, some great action for them to finish the day off with and after their earlier race we've got ourselves another pack grid with uh, slightly greasier conditions than we had earlier on the rain is not heavy but because the wind has picked up as well it's actually made things really awkward from an administration point of view and from an electronics point of view. So we're really doing our best to bring you the action as it happens here at Coombe. But it's not easy in these conditions. I think we need to get ourselves a bit of a bunker, a portable bunker to take with us to race meetings. So uh, we're getting ourselves ready then for the final classic touring car racing club race of the weekend here at Castle Coombe. Stephen Primitt on the front row of the grid alongside David Howard as they get themselves ready to go off on the green flag rolling lap. Hi, I'm Matt Neal. You're listening to Downforce Radio. Downforce Radio. This is Race Day Live. The green flag waves at the top of the pit straight and the drivers go around then for the final Classic Touring Car Club race of the week of the day here at Castle Coombe. It is the Thermex Classic Saloon and Touring Cars and Autoglim Pre-83 Classic Touring Cars race. Stephen Primitt and David Howard on the front row of the grid with David Osborne and Alan Greenhall on row two. Mostyn Rutter and Nick Strong are on row three with Neil Bray and Stuart Kai on row four. John Wright and Stephen Sprigg are there in row five with Ian Brookfield and Malcolm Jeffs on row six. David Hall and Andy Messam on row seven with Effion Jones and Mike Haynes on row eight. Steve Barber and Tony Preston on row nine. Simon Jeffs and Stuart Radford on row ten. Anthony Warns and Michael Foley ahead of Freddie Brown and Gary Fletcher and Len Allgood alongside Graham Myers. 26 cars once again make their way around the Carsacoom circuit. Slippery weather conditions, the rain still falling here at Garsacombe. It's not heavy, but it is constant and it is consistently very, very drizzly indeed. So it's making the circuit greasier and greasier and greasier out there. Not everybody is having a lot of fun out here, not the least of whom is myself. I obviously wanted to be closer to the action and be in the open air, but now that it started raining, it's obviously taken its toll a little bit. So we're still doing our best to uh, keep things running smoothly. 
But Primit and Howard on the front row of the grid. Watch that Jaguar XJ12. He'll be very strong off the line, no doubt. And I'll be really excited to see, <clears throat> excuse me, what he can bring to the party this time. He might be able to take on Stephen Primit's escort in a fair fight and get that race won. So it's going to be interesting to see just how well these guys will get off the starting grid. Just the last couple of cars from the uh, Formula Ford race getting uh, cleaned away nicely. But uh, it'll be interesting to see just who gets the victory in this last Classic Touring Car Racing Club race of the day. The uh, Thermex Classic Saloon and Touring Cars have obviously been very close all day long. So uh, now we get to see what they'll be like in the greasy, slippery conditions. And I have to say, it shouldn't be too much of a hassle, too much of a headache for the cars and drivers out there. But I can imagine it being so if uh, things get a little bit too tense. So here come the cars on their rolling lap once again as the drivers lead their way around the circuit. And I actually think they're going to get a second rolling lap, are they? The safety car is at the front of the field leading them round. Are they going to get a second rolling lap? They might well get a second rolling lap just so that they can feel their way around the conditions. Yes, indeed they are. So they are going round for a second lap around the circuit just so that they can get used to the greasy conditions. That's probably a fairly sensible decision actually from the race officials because uh, the circuit is a lot greasier than they will be used to it earlier on. The starkest contrast I think is going to be from the uh, Castle Coombe Sports and GTs race later on. They'll have had the biggest gap between their qualifying session and their race. Several teams would have actually had some time to work on their cars since uh, their race earlier on. So uh, I would suspect then that uh, these last couple of adjustments that the Sports and GT cars will make to their uh, setup prior to the race getting underway will be invaluable. So the rain continues to fall then. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the rain continuing to fall here at Castle Coombe as we get ourselves uh, ready for action once again in the uh, start of this race. I'm interested again to see uh, who's going to get the best start in these conditions as well because obviously... Uh, the uh, conditions are not really going to favour the uh, high horsepower. They're going to favour those with uh, good grip. And uh, mechanical grip in these conditions is exactly what you want and need. But uh, it's not necessarily there at your disposal when you need it off the start line. So tricky conditions. Uh, the marshals are waiting to get the cars on the uh, starting grid once again. So it will be once again a standing start. And uh, the drivers will get themselves into position neatly while the drivers are now getting themselves ready for the Sports and GT race, the final race of the day, of course. And uh, that's a race that I have to say after last month at uh, Easter Monday, that gave us some of the best and most exciting thrilling racing I've ever seen. And we should see that uh, kind of uh, excellence once again out on the circuit uh, in uh, full. So uh, we'll see. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How the cars uh, go around the circuit. Safety car has uh, got its lights out now. So uh, it won't be long before the cars make their way around to the uh, starting grid to form up once again. Uh, excuse me. With Primit out in uh, first position. Uh, second place is the uh, Jaguar XJ12 of David Howard. David Osborne in third. Alan Greenhall in fourth. Rutter, Strong, Bray, Kai, Wright, Sprig, Brookfield, Jeffs, Hall, Messam, Jones, Haynes, Barber, Preston, Jeffs, Radford, Warns, Foley, Brown, Fletcher, Allgood and Myers as the cars all now bring themselves around to the start once again. They all make their way nicely into position. It's the uh, long wheelbase cars at the front of the field, incidentally, and the shorter wheelbase cars more towards the back. It's actually going to favour the shorter wheelbase cars this uh, latter stage of the day because uh, the wet weather conditions would actually suit them better. All the longer wheelbase cars that have got big horsepower, they will struggle off the line here. And it's going to be more interesting to see what the shorter wheelbase cars have at their disposal in terms of grip off the line. In the wet conditions, you may well see the Austin Mini charging its way through the field and uh, making good advantages here of the conditions presented to them. The green flag wave, five-second board goes up and the lights come on. We're getting ourselves ready for action. Here we go. Howard gets a great start. Primit nearly doesn't get going at all. Great start from Jeffs in the Alfa Romeo side as well on the left side of the circuit as he charges towards the first corner. Cracking gets away from Howard in the Jaguar as he has gone away nicely. Primit finally finds the gear he was looking for and he charges up into the lead again. So Primit has got himself into the lead on the run to Quarry, but he almost didn't get away at all. So Stephen Primit hits the front in the early stages, up to Quarry for the first time. Is everybody going to get through okay? I would probably guess no because of how close it is and uh, how tricky the cars all are going to be to get through that first corner. But incredibly, it looks as though all of them have got through Quarry Corner okay. That is absolutely amazing considering the conditions. They've worked very hard indeed throughout and uh, they've put in an absolutely stellar job in this opening lap of proceedings. So uh, great performance then on the first lap. Good to see uh, Stephen Primick getting himself around in uh, good condition as well, especially considering that uh, he almost didn't get off the line at all. <coughs> Excuse me. So... Uh, Stephen Primitt out in front. David Howard in the Jaguar in second position. Looked to me as though David Osborne was able to hold on to his third place. But he'll have Nick Strong, Mostyn Rutter and Alan Greenhall fighting it out for fourth position as they did in race one with those two uh, Vauxhall Forenzas taking on Nick Strong in the Capri. Here they come. Primitt is your leader out in front. Second is the Jaguar of Howard. Third is the uh, Dolly Sprint of uh, Osborne. But that looks to me to be one of the escorts, but not one of the escorts I assumed it would be. That looks like John Wright is up there in uh, 
fourth position. Yes, it is. That is John Wright. Then it is the 177 of Greenhow. Then it's Rutter and the 41 of uh, Malcolm Jeffs. What an amazing start to proceedings. The 148 there nearly losing it out of camp corner. A big tank slapper there for Mike Haynes. He manages to collect it together before the thing spins around in earnest. So he was very lucky there to catch it on the first lap. Everybody getting through A-OK -okay on the first lap by the look of things. A couple of drivers have lost positions due to the uh, uh, wheel spin at the start and due to the lack of mechanical grip from some of the cars off the line. But uh, it does look as if we're OK. So away we've gone then. Primit is your leader. Howard in second. Osborne is third from uh, right in fourth position. That is a surprise. Greenhall, Rutter, Jeffs is in seventh place from Bray, Kai and Sprig in tenth position in the 76. So uh, some great battling then in the early stages of proceedings. It's not been very easy to get these cars off the grid. Nine minutes and 15 left on the clock. So obviously the uh, race, race time dropped to 12 minutes as a result of uh, uh, the earlier delays and the fact that we've got rain out on the circuit as well. Rain is getting heavier once again here. So uh, the classic touring cars are really going to struggle on the run up to uh, Camp Corner once again. Here's Primit. He's got a massive advantage. Wright is now in second place. How has he done that? John Wright is now into second position. Primit having to tippy-toe through Camp Corner to get through in good position. John Wright is now second. Up to third comes, uh, uh, that is Osborne in the dolly. So he's thrown into third position. A big tank stabbing the Jaguar is almost going backwards in the wet conditions. Greenhow and the 176 of Bray have come up through the field. The 41 of Jeffs is doing well. Mostyn Rutter still there or thereabouts. 76 is next. That's Sprig in ninth place. And in tenth place, that is the 44 of Kai just in front of the 64 of Brookfield. So uh, several drivers uh, doing the best they can, but uh, losing time rapidly in these wet conditions. The Cortinas look very slippery around the circuit as they desperately try and keep things together. There's the 80, the triumph of Fletcher as uh, he runs uh, further towards the back. But uh, with the rain pelting down here at Castle Coombe, everybody is really struggling to uh, keep the cars on the race circuit in a straight line. Even Tony Preston, who of course is the uh, reigning champion in the Thermex Saloons, the number one, even he's struggling to uh, even keep up with Anthony Warns in the Walmsley. So uh, everybody having a, a really difficult time of things uh, here at Castle Coombe. It's a real struggle for a lot of the drivers out there at the moment. So Primit, having set the fastest time of 136.172, is a full three seconds quicker than anybody else in this race. So uh, that just shows you that he has definitely got the upper hand, be it wet or dry. Primit has definitely got this race sewn up, but he doesn't need to push at the moment. He's got a massive advantage, and the back end wants to come around at camp. He almost lost it there. John Wright in second position. Primit sets the fastest lap at 135.2 and it gets heavier again, the weather. So Wright continues on in second place. Osborne in third. Greenhall in fourth. Bray is in fifth position. Sixth place is Jeffs in the Alfa Romeo. Seventh is Howard now falling into the clutches of Mostyn Rutter. Ninth place. That's a big slide for the 76. The uh, Lotus Cortina of Sprig just in front of Brookfield in 10th place. Kai has dropped back and that's a spin. That's Jeffs has gone. Jeffs has gone at uh, Camp Corner. He falls off the road in the Alfa Romeo. 
He should be able to get it going again. He does so, but he's dropped back now to 14th place. So Jeffs has lost quite a few positions in that little move. It's getting really heavy, the rain now, but these road tyres should be able to grip the road relatively well. But the trouble is, slippy surface on uh, what was already a greasy road, thanks to all of the uh, oil and muck and rubbish that's been thrown down from the tyres earlier on. Now it really is properly raining. It's not drizzle now. It is rain, and uh, the cars out there are really struggling in the conditions to keep it on the straight and narrow. Anthony Warns has made the move on Radford and we've lost Nick Strong. I've suddenly realised Nick Strong has gone from the list so uh, Nick Strong is out of the race I'm afraid. So uh, the Capri is out and it looks as though the only person really able to uh, hold a candle to uh, Stephen Primitt at the moment is John Wright. Here is Primitt at the final turn. Oh, even Primit is struggling in the conditions. The back end kicking out. He's really struggling out in the lead of this race. Here's John Wright in second. The Dolly Sprint in third is Osborne. Greenhall is not far away. Oh, my word. They're having a tippy-toe into Camp Corner. They're really struggling for position. So here's Osborne and Greenhall battling for third. Bray's fourth, uh, fifth position, sorry. Jeffs is sixth. And there goes Mostyn Rutter. What a save. The back end kicks out at camp, and he somehow keeps it together. Howard is down in eighth place. Sprig is in ninth. Tenth is Brookfield. And in 11th position, that's the Mini. That is the Mini of Messam, who is probably lapping up the conditions here in the Mini, running a lot higher uh, ahead of some of the cars who would have been uh, quite a long way ahead by now. But in the wet, the Mini is actually one of the cars to have in this field. Kay comes through in 12th. Haynes is there in 13th place. And uh, there is the number four of Jeffs, having struggled through into uh, what is now roundabout... Uh, 14th position. He has recovered roughly after that spin at Camp Corner. Here come the Cortinas. Hall and Jones. Effie and Jones has managed to move on David Hall. So uh, a good overtaking move or two there. Some very good uh, procedures, some good moves in the early stages as we now well and truly have rain on the circuit. And it is a proper rain shower now. Getting heavier all the time. But here comes your race leader. Stephen Primitt in the escort, still looking good out in front. He makes a move on the walls, lead to put a lap on him. And the back of the car is still trying to overtake the front as he comes through Camp Corner. He is well and truly getting away from the rest now. John Wright has lost a bit of time on the last lap to Osborne and Greenhouse, still fighting out for third place. Here comes Bray and Jeffs. They are in uh, fifth and sixth position as well. So it's still anybody's guess as to who's going to get this victory. Three and a half minutes to go. And it's uh, very close indeed. It looks as though Greenhow got a good line off the uh, final turn there to try and take on Osborne in the dolly sprint. Here comes Mostyn Rutter into the final turn. The back end still trying to overtake the front. And up to eighth place has come Sprig, having made the move on Howard. Howard in the Jaguar is just going backwards. He's got such a long wheelbase car and so much power, but it's not doing him any good in the wet conditions here. He's down to ninth, and he's a sitting target for Brookfield. Messam can't be too far away from him either. Messam in the mini, closing up in 11th place. So some absolutely cracking racing going on here in the classic touring cars, and it's just getting closer side by side. That is Haynes and Jeffs, uh, sorry, Haynes and Kai having a great scrap for 12th position. Amazing result in the early stages of proceedings here. The number four of Jeffs continuing on his way as well. So, some uh, great battles through the field. The Cortinas having a great run of things as well. But still, some absolutely cracking motor racing around the circuit. 
as Effion Jones and David Hall continue their scrap for 15th position. Barber is next in uh, 17th place. Fletcher is 18th in the Triumph 2000 and here comes Stephen Primitz still out in front trying to hold on to the Escort which again is still trying to snap away from him this is great car control from Primit out in front it's not easy he's had to really slip and slide with that car all race long and now the battle for second place is in amongst the back markers it's like a bad day on the M25 round Kosakuma at the moment as they make their way into Camp Corner John Wright is still there in second place the Dolly Sprint is struggling to slow down so too is Greenhow they almost go into the side of Anthony Warns in the Wormsley and Bray has caught up. That's a spin from the 53. That is Radford. He spins out of the final turn at Cap and uh, he should be able to recover the car without too much uh, incident. Mostyn Rutter is losing more time to Sprig and Howard in the Jaguar. The back of the car still trying to step out. Brookfield is closing him down in 10th position. Messim in the Mini is actually the car that seems to be the most stable out there on the circuit at the moment. The Mini is handling the conditions very well indeed, it has to be said. So uh, he looks quite comfortable, actually, of all the cars out there. Unfortunately, it looks as though Radford's spin at the final turn has uh, given up the ghost for the car. So I don't think we'll see any more of that. Oh, no, he has started to get going again, but only to pull off further off the racing line. So uh, it looks as if Radford has decided to give up after uh, that little spin. You must think the circuit conditions are just too slippery for his car. The Sports and GTs are getting themselves ready to go. How on earth are they going to cope with this? There are some cars with massive horsepower, particularly in Class A, coming up in that race a little bit later on. Jones and Hall still battling in the Cortinas as Stephen Primitt goes into the last lap of the race. So it's now on ever as far as he's concerned. He'll be quite happy to get out of this... Uh, race car get off of this racetrack and take the victory he's sliding around all over the place here but we are on the final lap it's going to be a great result for Stephen Primitt if he can just hang on on this last lap but even that is in doubt at the moment and second place is even more in doubt John Wright has got uh, Mark David Osborne right on his tail Greenhow and Bray are sliding and here's Jeffs in sixth position in the Alpha Great to see these drivers in the dry. This would not be the order. But thanks to the dimensions of the cars and the way they are balanced around this circuit in the wet, it is uh, a much more open playing field. Now, where is Rutter? Where is Mostyn Rutter? He seems to have disappeared. There he is. He's down in 11th place, so he's lost some time. Sprig in 7th now. Howard is 8th. Brookfield is 9th. Uh, Messam in the Mini is up to 10th, so it looks like Mostyn Rutter has spun off on the last lap. He's down to 11th position in his Vauxhall Forenza. He continues on out of the final turn, and the car's still operating well, so it looks as if the car just swapped ends on that last tour. But providing that Stephen Primitt comes into view... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Over the last couple of uh, meters of this race, he is going to come through and tippy-toe his way to victory with uh, Haynes and Kai still battling it out for 12th position. They've been like that all race long. Here comes Stephen Primitt in the escort. Surely now it is time to welcome him home as the race winner. He's worked so hard. The crowd will be very appreciative of what he's done. Into camp corner for the last time. He doesn't need to push it. The back end still wants to come around and he takes the victory. Great great result there for Stephen Primmett. He wins it in fine style. Jones beats Hall across the line for 15th position. But it is Stephen Primmett who gets the win in brilliant fashion. He's worked so hard. What's going to be the form for second place? Osborne is down to, I think that is fourth position. John Wright is there in second. That's Bray. That's Bray in third position. Bray is working hard. He might even be able to get John Wright before the finish. He tries. Wright is second. Bray is third. Osborne from Greenhow and Jeffs. What a brilliant last lap from Bray who moves up to third position on the last lap from fifth going into the previous run. Absolutely amazing drive from Bray to get the final step on the podium on the last lap. Radford comes across the line, several laps adrift. Brig in the 76, Cortina comes home in seventh place. Brookfield finally gets past Howard to get eighth position. Brook, uh, uh, sorry, Howard has to settle for ninth place. Messam is 10th. Mossin Rutter is going to come through in 11th position on the road behind Warns and Preston in the Walsley and Morris Minor. There is Mustin Rutter to come through in 11th position. And this battle for 12th place is still not done yet either because Haynes and Kai have been fighting all the way throughout with Jeffs. And it looks to me as though Jeffs has got the move done on Kai before the last turn. Here comes Haynes. He's going to get 12th position. Jeffs is going to be in 13th. And Kai is going to be 14th. Great battle then in this uh, very, very wet race, the Thermex Classic Saloon and Touring Cars. And the Auto Glimpery 83, the next race on the track, is the last race of the day. And that's going to be one of the most entertaining I think we'll have ever seen at Castle Coombe. In these conditions, with the very powerful sports and GTs, do not expect any of the cars to be facing the right way by the time this race is over. It could be now a six-car scrap for second place. Someone will go off, someone will make contact. Wow, what a save. This is Race Day Live on Downforce Radio. The Circuit Raceway, two amazing indoor kart tracks in one location. Book now for the corporate events, stag and hen parties, kids groups, and even those wanting to race a Grand Prix. Arrive and drive sessions from just £13 for 15 minutes or Grand Prix for groups from £35 per driver. Find us at Engineers Park on Babbage Road, Sandycroft in Flintshire, with an easy access to Liverpool, Manchester, Warrington, Cheshire and Shropshire. So come race with us or see if you can smash our lap record. 
Call now on 01244 531 652 or log on to thecircuit.co.uk. The Circuit Raceway, 900 metres of pure fun. Mission Motorsport is run by veterans, serving officers and motorsport professionals. We are appointed as the Combined Services Official Providers of Adaptive Motorsport, seeking wherever possible to merge the activities of the disabled and those in need with able-bodied servicemen and women. Appointed by the British Army Motorsports Association and operating in direct support of the defence recovery capability, Mission Motorsport provides respite, rehabilitation, recreational opportunities and training to those affected by military operations within the frame of motorsport. To support us, you can volunteer, fundraise or donate by calling 0330-338-338. Mission Motorsport. Race. Retrain. Recover. Kuayue, the latest album from Transition, the official Olympic band of Chinese Taipei. Featuring the awesome tracks Take the Night and So Far Away. And the brilliant Here I Am. Transition, the official house band for Downforce Radio. Albums available now on iTunes and online at transition.tk. Welcome back to Downforce Radio. Hi, I'm Sam Bird. I race for Virgin Racing and you're listening to Downforce Radio. The nation's motorsport station. This is about to get hectic. We've got a wet grid and we've got the Castle Coombe Sports and GTs about to go out on circuit. These are the cars with no limitations on horsepower in Class A. And some of these cars are ridiculously powered. So... How on earth are they going to cope with a torrentially wet Castle Coombe circuit? That is a very big ask for a lot of these cars on the grid. The Claxton Horn goes up for the 30-second board. They will go around on their exploratory lap of the circuit. The only comfort that these drivers will have is that this is going to be a rolling start rather than a standing start procedure. So they won't at least have to worry about wheel spin off the line. But this is Castle Coombe Sports and GTs, one of the most unpredictable forms of motorsport in the UK anyway and they're on a torrentially wet circuit guys this is going to be insane hi i'm matt neil you're listening to downforce radio downforce radio this is race day live So it's time to get the final race of the day underway. Race 13, 15 minutes around the Carson Coombe circuit. And already it looks as though the 18 of Adams is in trouble. He's actually being pushed to try and get him onto the uh, start of the race. Nick Adams in trouble. It looks as if his racing mate will be truly done already. So Barry Squibb on pole position. He's alone on the front row because sadly Ilsa Cox, her car problems from earlier on are terminal and she's probably already halfway home by now. Third place, Perry Wadhams. Fourth position for Dylan Popovich. Fifth place, that's Adam Preble alongside Lee Wood with James Johnson and Michael Timberlake on row four. Row five, David Smitherum and Mark Higginson on row five. Phil Gale and Paul Arbour. James Blake and Nick Adams with John Avery and Terry Nichols and Paul Townsend. Now, if you heard the name Lee Wood and you're wondering, is that the Lee Wood who raced in the British Touring Car Championship? 
Yes is the answer. It is the Lee Wood who raced in the British Touring Car Championship in the Peugeot 205 silhouette. I saw him running around earlier and he could be a shout in for the victory in this one. In the wet conditions, the silhouette could actually be a race winning car. So we'll have to see how this race goes. It is Barry Squibb in the Mitsubishi Evo 9 in front of Perry Wadhams in the TVR Tuscan, Dylan Popovich in the Avatar Sports Car 1, Adam Preble in the Rover Tomcat, Lee Wood in the Peugeot 205 Silhouette, James Johnson in the Fisher Fury, Michael Timberlake in the BMW E46 M3, David Smitherum in the Lotus Elise S1, Mark Higginson in the Rage R2000 R2, uh, Phil Gale in the Darien T9 Vauxhall. I'm not sure if he's actually made the grid though. Paul Arbor in the uh, 28, the Silver Phoenix. James Blake and Nick Adams in their MGZRs. John Avery in the Honda Civic. Uh, Jerry Nichols in the Toyota Supermark 4. And Paul Townsend in the Porsche 944. I have to say, I've noticed a couple of cars that are missing already. It looks to me as if uh, there is no Darien on the grid. And I can't see the uh, Toyota there either. That is a real shame. It looks to me as if the Toyota has had to give up the ghost early which is a real shame, actually, because that car looked absolutely spectacular when it turned up first thing this morning. Toyota Supra in Castrol Europe colours. Think about that around the Castle Coombe circuit. That would have been a spectacular sight, but it looks as if we're only going to get about a dozen or so of the cars that qualified earlier on. Elsa Cook's out of the race, of course, due to technical difficulties. We think Nick Adams is out of the race, and we think as well that, uh, sadly, it's also been a uh, point of view. It means that the pressure is basically on his shoulders now. So we'll have to see how he copes with things. The safety car lights are out. So it's going to be Squibb from Wadhams, Popovich, Preble, Wood, Johnson and Timberlake. And they make their way round at the end of this first lap. In fact, a few more of those drivers that I don't think are on the grid. If I count through the field, I can only count about 12 of them on the starting grid. And it isn't a... Uh, rolling start it is a standing start my apologies so only 12 of the 17 cars that came out for qualifying earlier are not are racing looks to me as though terry nichols and paul townsend in the supra and the porsche 944 are not on the grid i can't see phil gales darian t9 vox oh no there is the darian t9 vox so my apologies so it is there on the grid none of the drivers on row four are there that is james johnson in the fisher fury and michael timberlake Smitherum and the Rage are there as well, but we're getting ready for action. Wait for it. Away we go. Great start by Popovich. He's got an absolutely electrifying getaway in the Avatar, and he leads here comfortably as they make their way down towards Quarry for the first time. Absolutely astonishing start then from the Avatar, but it is... Uh, the Mitsubishi Evo that leads away. Popovich is there in second place. The circuit is an absolute river on this uh, first lap as they make their way down to Quarry for the first time. And is everybody going to get through the first lap of the race? I'm not sure. I really couldn't tell you, unfortunately. I think it's going to be uh, a bit of a tall order, to be honest. But they do all seem to be able to get through that first corner okay. So uh, it looks as though Quarry is not going to be a demolition derby round. Not a single pile-up into Quarry Corner here today. Considering the conditions, that is pretty impressive. Considering that 90% of all accidents in British motorsport seem to happen at Quarry Corner. But these incredibly, insanely powered cars 
are going to be very, very tricky to control in the wet conditions. It is the last race of the day, of course, but how are they going to cope in the wet conditions? They won't get a huge amount of grip. They'll get absolutely no chance to throw their power, and they're going to get masses of wheel spin. They'll bounce off the limiters in second and third gear. Barry Squibb leads the way in the Evo, and he's got a lead of an absolute country mile. Popovich is second. Wadhams is third in the TVR. Here comes Squibb into camp corner. Careful. Don't park it too early on the throttle, otherwise you will just spin it round. Preble in the Rover Tomcat is there in fourth place still. So Popovich and Wadhams still, do, still going well. The Tomcat is in fifth position. That is Wadhams. A bit of a slide from Wood in the 43 silhouette. They're in fifth position. Then comes the rage of Higginson. The 144 is next. That is Avery. And it looks as though everybody's made it through. But the Fisher Fury at the back of the grid, the 28, that is Arbor. It looks as though Paul Arbor in the Silver Phoenix, my apologies, not the Fisher Fury. The uh, Silver Phoenix struggling at the back of the grid at the end of this first lap. So uh, 13 minutes to go then in this race. And uh, it looks as if everybody has made it round the first lap just about. It's uh, pretty much going to be a race of staying in it. It's a race of survival, not speed as everybody tries to keep their car on the straight and narrow in very, very treacherous conditions around the race circuit. Squibb is your leader. Uh, we've lost Johnson from the race, I've noticed. We've also lost Adams, having not made up the original start. So only 11 cars having made it round after this first lap. A real shame to see James Johnson having disappeared in the Fisher Fuhrer. Side by side, there's a battle going on here as Squibb is uh, out in front. It looks as if Popovich and Wadhams are having a battle for second position behind Squibb. But uh, Squibb in the Evo 9 is out in first position into camp corner. He's having to go so slowly at camp just to keep it together. Wadhams is your leader in the battle for second place. Wadhams is second. Popovich is third. Preble is trying to take him on for third position. Absolutely incredible battle here and Lee Wood in fifth position in the Peugeot is just trying to hang it together in the Peugeot silhouette. That Rover Tomcat spitting all kinds of noise out the back of the car as he comes by. I think that one needs a bit of an overhaul somehow. Here's Higginson. Avery is right behind him in the Honda Record. We look back to eighth place. That is Smith in the Lotus. So it uh, looks as though... Uh, the Lotus Elise still just about uh, hung into uh, eighth position at the moment. Ga uh, it's now Blake in uh, ninth position. Arbor is there in 10th place. And the 72, the Darien T9 Voxel of Gale has dropped to the back of the field. So it looks as though a spin on the last lap from the Darien. Indeed, not only a spin, but it looks as though he's done a bit of grass cutting. I can see uh, the rotomower has been in action on the Darien T9 Voxel. He's got a huge clump of grass tucked up in the uh, front splitter. So it looks as though he's had a trip onto the grass at some stage. So Squibb, the only person lapping the circuit in under a minute and a half at the moment. That shows you just how wet it is. 10 minutes and 45 left of this one. But it looks as if it's going to be Barry Squibb. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Ball the way in the Mitsubishi Evo 9. From his point of view, this is actually not bad because he's in an Evo 9, which is famous for being a rally car. And therefore, grip is not going to be too big a problem. Popovich has lost third place to uh, Preble, Adam Preble, in the Rover Tomcat. Perry Wadham's still running in the TVR in second place. How is he keeping that thing on the straight and narrow? If anything is going to spin in wet conditions, it's a TVR Tuscan. But he's hanging on in second place. Preble is third. Popovich is fourth. We look back. Lee Wood has actually lost fifth position, I'm afraid, to uh, Higginson. Actually, where is Lee Wood? There he is. Lee Wood has actually fallen behind the range of Higginson. Higginson manages to catch a big slide out of camp corner. John Avery in sixth position. Seventh place is Lee Wood in the Peugeot silhouette. The back end wanting to overtake the front again. Oh, careful, Lee. He almost loses the car completely out of camp corner. That's his British touring car training coming in there. Eighth place is Blake. It looks as though the Lotus Elise has dropped back. Yes, indeed. Even the Silver Phoenix has got through. So that's uh, Arbor up to ninth place. Smith is down to 10th. And uh, Gale in the Davrian T9 Vauxhall still there in 11th place. But he is in last position and a long, long way back. 15 seconds is the gap between Squibb and Wadhams. It looks as if this could end up being a nine-minute procession for Barry Squibb in the Mitsubishi Evo. He's worked very hard to get his car ready for this race, but it looks as if he wouldn't have needed to bother because all he needs to do is just tippy-toe round the, round the race circuit for another nine minutes. Looking at his current lap times, I make that somewhere in the region of six laps left of the circuit. So it looks as if they're only going to get 11 laps or so in on this circuit. We're into lap five. Here comes the TVR of Wadhams. There's Preble right on his tail in the Tomcat, spitting all kinds of noise and fury out the back of it, although it was actually quite quiet on the way past that time. Here comes Popovich in the Avatar. The car's still looking pretty handy in fourth place, although he's nowhere near the pace of the top three. Preble is having a look on the inside of Wadhams to try and make the move into second place. I think he's actually made the move to get through. So uh, Preble has got himself up into second position. Great work there. And that was uh, very timely as well. Avery has got past Higginson too in the battle for fifth position. So uh, Avery's up to fifth. Higginson sixth. Wood is still seventh place. Eighth position is the MG of Blake. Ninth place, that is going to be the 28 of Arbor in the Silver Phoenix in front of Smith in the Lotus and Gale in the Davrian T9 Vauxhall. The distance between Squibb and Gale is over, well, it's nearly half a minute in terms of their lap times at the moment. In fact, there is Barry Squibb having just lapped the Davrian T9 Vauxhall of Gale. Squibb a little bit trigger happy on the run down to Camp Corner. He almost lost it. The one thing you don't want to do is lose a lead when it's over 19 seconds. He continues on on a 129.9. He's the only car in the entire field to lap the circuit in under a minute and a half. Everybody else has really struggled. There is the Davrian. Perry Wadhams is on his own. Where is the Rover Tomcat? Where is Preble? There is Preble in third position. He's lost a lot of time on that last lap. 
So uh, Wadhams continues on. His last lap was a 1.34.6. So if Preble can keep on the 1 minute 30s, he can catch him again and get that second place back. So there's Preble having lost some time on the last lap, a 1.43.3. He lost about 13 seconds or so on the last lap. There's Popovich having done a 1.36.5. So uh, Popovich still very much in contention for a top three if he can keep it together. You never know what can happen with the other three. Here's John Avery. Still in fifth position. Higgins is, Higginson is sixth. Lee Wood is in seventh place in the Peugeot Silhouette. Eighth position, that is Blake in the 139. So some great scrapping throughout then as the uh, race battle continues to uh, uh, run all the way to the death here. It's not far away until we see the checkered flag, but for the drivers, it must seem like an eternity. Six minutes is the total we've got left behind this uh, race performance. Barry Squibb continuing on in the Mitsubishi Evo 9. Just tippy-toeing his way through Camp Corner. He can't afford to throw it away into the dirt once again. So he's just got to keep it together. Arbor is a lap down already, having completed his fifth lap. He is now a lap adrift from Squibb. Squibb is still sub-130 at the moment. Everybody else is in uh, high 130s at the moment. Here comes Perry Wadhams in the TVR. Still, he's able to keep that car on the straight and narrow. I have no idea how TVRs have a reputation of being incredibly difficult to control. And in the wet at Castle Coombe, it must be like dancing on a thimble while blindfolded in a washing machine. He is still able to keep it together, though, in second place and steadily increasing his gap over Preble. Well, Preble has only taken eight-tenths of a second out of him on the last lap. But with eight-and-a-half seconds gap, with uh, five minutes and 15 seconds on the clock, I'm not so sure Preble has got enough time to deal with Perry Wadhams, especially if Wadhams is going to be able to keep it going all the way to the end. Now, you remember last time it was Oliver Bull that took the victory. He's not even on the grid this time, so we will get a, a different winner, whatever happens. John Avery still working hard in the 144. Lee Wood is starting to close in on Higginson. Oh, careful, Lee. The back end stepping up big time there as he closes in on Higginson in the rage. That was very close. He almost got spat out of camp corner sideways. He manages to collect it on the way up to Quarry Corner. Here is Barry Squibb again. He's having to stop the car so early to get the turn in for camp. But he knows this place very well. He knows what the car can do in the wet. And he knows how little he has to push it to bring it home. He is increasing his gap massively, lap on lap on lap. He's still a good four to five seconds quicker than everybody else per lap uh, out on the circuit at the moment. We look back to second place. It's still Perry Wadhams in the TVR. Still looking very good. Still looking confident. And still, with ease it appears, keeping that car on the road into camp corner. And still, he's able to stop the TVR. It hasn't even got the tail out. That is absolutely unbelievable. So Perry Wadham's continuing to hold it together. Third position, Preble in the Rover Tomcat, trying to close in, but I don't think he's going to make it this time. Dylan Popovich in uh, fourth position, just trying to get away from uh, Avery. Uh, trying to get uh, close enough to the top three to challenge. I think it's just going to be about ticking down the time. This is a race purely about survival now. And everybody is just uh, taking it uh, as well as they possibly can. Think Donington 1998, and that is how wet it is at the moment. So where uh, everybody really struggling in the conditions. John Avery still in fifth position. Up to, up to sixth has come Blake. 
Where is Higginson? Now down in seventh. Where is Lee Wood? Down in eighth. So it looks as though Lee Wood tried to make a bit of an ambitious move on the rage and it's caught them both out. Here comes Squibb again out in front. Three minutes to go. And on a 129.8, if I was Squibb, I'd actually slow down a little bit that way. I'd only have two laps to do and not three. So uh, I wonder if it's worth uh, just mentioning to him on the pit wall. If somebody put a pit board out, slow down. We can get one more lap out of this rather than two. It would be nice if you don't mind, because I think most of us would quite like to finish the race now, if that's all right. Perry Wadham's in second place in the TVR, still tippy-toeing around. And again, still trying to keep the car on the straight and narrow at Camp Corner. A little bit of a good line that time. Back end's not going anywhere. Amazing. You'd have think he was an all-scale extra track, never mind a race circuit. Absolutely incredible job. There is your man in third place, the Rover Tomcat. That's Adam Preble, still working hard. And uh, Dylan Popovich trying to close up on the Lotus of Smith. So Popovich just uh, motoring on. No need to get uh, too aggravated with what's going on around him. No need to stress. He's just uh, taking things nicely in his stride as Avery continues to be chased down by Blake. Now, this is an interesting dynamic, actually, for James Blake. 13th in qualifying, now in 6th place. And he is actually closing up on John Avery in the Honda. He could get 5th position here. The MGZR seems to like the wet conditions around Castlecombe. So he could get the top 5 before the end of this race is out. Here comes Squibb. Are they declaring it as the last lap? It wouldn't surprise me if they have. So around they come on this last lap of the Castlecombe circuit. And uh, they have decided to declare it a last lap. I am not in the least bit surprised. I think every racing driver from here to Timbuktu wouldn't want to keep going in these conditions longer than they had to. But Perry Wadhams in the TVR still valiantly fighting on in second place. How is he keeping up this pace? It is absolutely amazing. The TVR working so hard in second place, skating over the water on the surface of the circuit. But still, the car has not snapped away. Whatever Perry Wadhams has done to that car, he has stuck it like glue to the race circuit. And it is amazing car control. Preble in third place in the Rover Tomcat. It looks as if he's going to have to settle for that position, but it's still a class win, don't forget, for all three of them if they stay where they are. So Squibb will get the class C win, Wadhams will get the win in class A, and Preble will get the win in class D. And I think all three of them will be absolutely delighted to get a win in anything on these, uh, on these conditions. But here comes Barry Squibb in the Mitsubishi Evo 9. He's worked so hard all day long. He comes out of tower, down the short stretch towards Camp Corner. He can break early, coast the car over the line. He doesn't even need to push it now into the final turn at Camp. He's dominated the race and he can now finally finish it. The checkered flag comes out and it's a win for Barry Squibb. Very nicely done. Great effort and a checkered flag flies. Well done to Barry Squibb. An amazing final race. Lee Wood is going to try and get Higginson on the line. He comes out of the final turn. He's going to floor it side by side. And it looks like the rage gets there first. Higginson beats Wood to the line by 0.064. Amazing end to that race. Squibb takes the checkered flag then. With uh, Higginson just beating Wood for 7th uh, and 8th place at the end of it all. 
Absolutely phenomenal driving. Here comes Perry Wadhams. I've got to take my hat off to Perry. He's worked so hard to get second place in a car that could easily have snapped away from him at any time, but he brings it home in second place. And Adam Preble, a good job too in the Rover Tomcat. He'll be happy with third place given the circumstances in this race. He had a good chance at second, but he decided third was good enough and a class victory was not really going to be lost there. Dylan Popovich is going to come home for fourth position overall. And I wonder, is James Blake going to snatch fifth place off John Avery right at the last moment? We'll wait to see who comes through first. Dylan Popovich is there. And they are nose to tail. They're going to give us a last bit of excitement because Blake is going to have a go at Avery into the final corner. He's going to try and get a karting move. Duck from the outside to the inside. Avery is tiptoeing. Here comes Blake. He's not going to do it. John Avery gets fifth position. Blake in sixth place. A great fight to the line. But uh, it ends up in Avery's favour. Blake in sixth position. Absolutely cracking motor racing from Castle Coombe. I've got no voice left. It's been another cracking day at the races. We're going to return to Castle Coombe at the end of May for another bank holiday treat uh, at the end of the month. But uh, I think it's fair to say we've had some absolutely incredible racing once again from Castle Coombe. A huge thank you to the Classic Touring Car Racing Club, to the Formula Ford 1600 Lunar Logistics Championship, to the Castle Coombe Racing Club, to every single one of the officials and marshals who have worked so hard all weekend. And in particular, in the last couple of hours, they've been rained on rather a lot, but they have given us all some absolutely magnificent entertainment and a huge thank you to them for that. We're going to go back to uh, the studio where at 8 o'clock it's going to be the man with the controversial radio station, the most controversial uh, radio show in motorsport downforce debrief at 8 o'clock tonight with Lester Forbes in an hour and a half's time so go have your tea, come back log on with us again at 8 o'clock and Lester Forbes will tell you all of the action over the weekend from the DTM, the World Touring Cars the World Endurance Championship and the Formula 3s We'll be back in uh, just a short while with that at 8 o'clock, but we hope you enjoyed Race Day Live all weekend for the Formula Kart Stars at Wilton Mill on Saturday and Sunday and from uh, Downforce Radio's coverage here at Castle Coombe. We'll be back here in the near future. From all of us here at Downforce Radio, thank you very much indeed for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again really soon. Give us a follow on Twitter at Downforce Radio and give us a follow on Facebook as well. Thanks for listening. See you again next time. Haggerty's off! It's absolutely monstrous. James Raven wins the Formula Ford Festival. The win for the Walter Hayes Trophy Grand Final is going to go to Wayne Boy. He takes the victory. I mean, stick a fork in me, I'm done. That was just <laughs> absolutely outstanding. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.